Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Our scripture this morning comes from the first chapter of Acts. We are exploring the nativity during this long or during these four weeks of Advent. The scripture is uh, chapter one and it's the story of Elizabeth. Uh, To remind you, Elizabeth is the wife of Zechariah, and it's in the beginning of Luke's gospel that the angel comes to Zechariah, an old priest in the temple, and says, your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son, and he will be the one who prepares the way for the Messiah. He won't be the Messiah, but he'll prepare the way. Zechariah thinks this is ridiculous because he and his wife are old, and as Zechariah does his duties in the inner sanctum, the Holy of Holies, uh, as the priest is uh, wont to do, he comes out and he is mute because the angel says, you will not speak until this child is born, until this thing I have promised promised will come to pass. And so everyone knows surrounding Zechariah that something holy has happened in that temple. And so we've heard about Elizabeth. Elizabeth is going to bear a son. We know his name will be John. We call him John the baptizer or John the Baptist. He will be John. But we've heard about Elizabeth, but until now she's not taken the stage. Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Many of us are traveling during this season or we're making traveling plans or or we're readying our homes for visitors to come. More than once lately, I've sung the lyric, Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh over the drifted white snow. Packages are being delivered from interstate highways. Hostages are, we hope and pray, 
being delivered from Palestine. Our travels are fraught with some measure of both worry and anticipation. Our plans are sowed with prayer. Some travel for pleasure, some travel for family reunions, for business, some are traveling. In the case of refugees around the world, they are traveling for their survival. We all carry some manner of luggage, of sadness, trepidation, joy. We all hope for a meaningful journey and a safe landing at the day's end. May I suggest in the midst of all this traveling, of this worry about schedule, of making connections, of, of the, the feelings we have of how many hours can we do today, or, or just the anticipation of those we expect to come, to come. May I suggest in the midst of all of this, we are mindful, especially mindful of all those people around us. Of all those people around us, for those very people may be angels unawares. They may have some message for us from God. They may be agents of God's grace. This weekend, Rachel and I met friends in Chicago. Giovanni and his wife and we gather. We try to gather every Advent. They they join us for a few days in Chicago. Giovanni helped to raise our sons. He ran vacation Bible school. He was our storyteller and our general goof off. Uh, he built homes for Habitat. Uh, he and his wife, we, we, we stay um, at the Palmer Hilton there. We buy our tickets in, in uh, July when you can get a really discount, a big discount for Christmas in July. We, we enjoy dinner together and a stroll through the Chicago Art Institute, and we look forward to seeing them every year. We anticipate this every year. These visits remind me of how, how the tie that binds us is holy and how it transcends life and death because we remember and talk about people who've been long gone but are as alive uh, as ever with us in our conversations. These visits remind me of how wide and important the communion of saints is the people in our lives who've touched the, the fringe of our lives or entered right into the heart of it. I anticipated this kind of warm reunion, but what I didn't anticipate was the kinds of thrills I got from our Uber drivers. <laughs> I went across town to see one of our uh, church members, and uh, 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 Zahida picked me up in, in a red Honda we got to chatting about Chicago. I asked, is Chicago a Christmas de a destination? And she said, oh, no. <laughs> Which I don't experience Chicago that way, but she says, oh, no, it's not too crowded. There's not a lot of fairs in uh, Chicago at Christmas time. We talked about our travels, about our life. As it turns out, she's from Pakistan. She grew up in Lahore. I know Lahore. Rachel went to Lahore. Outside of Lahore and Sangla Hill is the girls' home that we support. Our World Mission Committee stays in close contact with the PEB, the Presbyterian Education Board. Zahida didn't know about the Presbyterian Education Board, nor did she know Vita Gill. That would have been a really small world, wouldn't it? But she did know about people like Vita. Vita, as you all know, is a huge supporter of children, girls particularly, getting an education in Pakistan. 
When Zahida's father was ill when she was in eighth grade, her ability to continue school was 0%. But there was a woman in the community like Vida who made sure she went to school until 12th grade. Boys are encouraged and provided for, girls only through sixth grade. But Zahida knew a Vida and went to school and now is making a life in um, in Chicago. God visited me in that red Honda on the way down uh, Lakeshore Drive to uh, the park, to the zoo there, because Zeta was behind the wheel. That's how I met God on the way out. On the way back into town, God blessed me with, with Onika. Onika is from Nigeria. He speaks English and Igbo. Until recently, guess where he lived? Here, in Champaign. He, he went to church at the, the, King's, um, the King's Assembly right across the street from the um, Neal Street uh, post office. Uh, he said here he had a two-room apartment for $1,200 and a swimming pool. And there he has a one-room apartment for $2,000, no swimming pool, and an elevator that doesn't work. <laughs> he said Christmas is so cold that a friend from Boston joined him for Christmas there last year, and they were taking pictures outside, and he couldn't feel his hands anymore. But, but Friday, it was 50 degrees and sun shining, and he was relishing the sun. All the way from Nigeria to this country, to Champagne, he knows the ministry of this church and we have mutual friends. So God spoke to me on the way out and on the way back with Uber drivers, reminding me that the world is smaller than we think and reminding me how important the ties are that bind us together, how sacred and holy and wonderful they are. In our scripture today, Mary meets Elizabeth. She goes to her house, and I love the way it's, it's written. She, uh, she, 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 went, uh, she set out and went with haste to a town in the Judean hill country. She entered the house of Zechariah, and she greeted Elizabeth. I love that. She entered Zechariah's house, but she greeted Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was so thrilled, the child in her womb leaped for joy. This is Mary's relative, the mother of John the Baptist. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she says famously uh, with a loud cry, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then, he, then she asks this question, and why has this happened to me? Why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And yet at the sound of your greeting, the child within my womb leaped for joy. Why has this happened to me? But that's exactly the way it happens. By God's grace, the mother of the Lord knocks on our door. Mary shows up in our lives, treasuring what God is doing, pondering the amazing, improbable love of God. 
We bump into Mary and all the rest of the characters in this story. They, they, they forge their way into our lives. We read in scripture that Mary and Joseph will be making their way very soon to Bethlehem. They're going to be registered to Joseph's hometown, the city of David, because he's of the house and lineage of David. And they're doing this at the decree of Caesar Augustus. Angels fly around uh, celebrating in glorious, almost seeming confusion. Shepherds tramp out of their fields, making haste to Bethlehem. There's a lot of haste in this story. Uh, and later, magi trek to the city, uh, like, like young scouts trying out a new, a new compass. They got at a yard sale, making, making their way to that star. It's a comedy. This is a comedy. It's a tragedy. But on every page, with every, every movement and every scene, it's a love story. It's God's love story for God's people, this whole nativity. We meet all these travelers and, and many more during the season. We stand together with them in airport lines. We shift from foot to foot, shooting the breeze, making our way through security, taking off our belts and our, uh, 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 our uh, shoes. If you lose a little weight and take off your belt, you lose your pants. That's what happens. But what happens is we share recipes and we get to know their people are connected to our people by way of Pennsylvania. And, and, and we see that we're related. And, and we see that Nigeria is not so far away, not really. And, and Pakistan, well, we've never been, but, but it's near too. Because Zahid is right here with me by my side. They drive our Ubers. We carry their bags. We share a seat on the bus. We help each other with our groceries. Mary, the mother of God, shows up. And we are prone to ask, and why has this happened to me? Mary, Elizabeth, Gabriel, a bunch of shepherds, all of these agents of God, they show up in our lives. Elizabeth frames this phenomenon with a really wonderful question, and that is, why is this happening to me that the, the mother of my Lord should come to me? In more general terms, the question is, why does God send all these special people to me? Why is God enriching my life? Why is God pricking me awake with these meaningful connections? Why does God interrupt our routine with holy grace? Why does God decide every season to move into our neighborhood? Where and when we least expect him to jostle us awake from our apathy. Just when we think we know it all, God shows up and everything turns sideways. And we're filled with awe and wonder and questions. And we are alive again in our spirit. We thought that couldn't happen again. We were too old for that. But no, we're alive again. And it happens so routinely. Why has this happened to me? I can think of two reasons. The first is that God loves you. God loves me. God loves us. And so God comes. God shows up. That's why God has sent us such a wide cast of characters. That's why God has sent us the Giovannis and the Zahidas and the Onikas. Because God loves us. These little reunions with old friends and with new strangers are a means of God's incarnational grace. This is one way God lets us know that God's still around. This is one way God asks us 
Are you paying attention? Are you noticing? Are you listening? Do you have the kinds of eyes that see? Then look around. This is God at work. God at, its, at God's best. Why has this happened to me? Why has God shown up in my life? Why? The answer is that God has come loving us, number one, in order, number two, that we can love other people. God shows up to love us, and God shows up to remind us to pass it on. God is saying, I love you. Now go love each other. And we hug Zahida's neck. You can't really do that in an Uber, and you wouldn't do that with a stranger. But we shake their hand, or if it's a relative, we kiss their cheek. We'll share a conversation while we share a few steps on our journey together. We'll be thankful for these reunions, for these introductions. We'll walk together a few steps, Mary and Elizabeth, and Betty and Gary and Rachel and Judy and Joe, and we'll say, we'll say, God loves me. Of course I want to love others. We'll say, we'll say, thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.